Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Wednesday that's a Friday. It's time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here, Aaron. So, it has been clear since their playoff series two seasons ago that the Phoenix Suns and the L.A. Lakers bring emotion out of one another. And last night's 115-105 Suns win was just the latest version of that. Here's Monty Williams after the game. For whatever reason, there's always a bit of whatever when we play them. It's just the nature of the... I wouldn't say rivalry or anything like that, but maybe it is. I haven't been in Phoenix long enough to experience it all, but this is that time of the year before Thanksgiving, before Christmas, before All-Star break where you start to see not necessarily slippage, but, you know, there's so many distractions. And um, I thought we did a, a decent job of just kind of staying with it after all of the uh, the stuff happened. What did you guys see last night? I mean, I, I saw the Suns rise to the occasion when they had to against the Lakers, and Devin Booker made a good point of this. They kept their calm after everything happened with Pat Bev because Anthony Davis was playing out of his mind, and the Lakers almost came back and tied that game up. Yeah, to Monty's point right there, what did I see? I saw a team that was not distracted. I, I saw a team that did not look at the Lakers and think, oh, you know what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to beat you because you don't have LeBron James. Yeah, I understand they didn't have Chris Paul either, but I think they're getting accustomed to playing that way as well right now. So for me, I think you look at the Suns and they were focused, took care of business, went about their business and did it the right way. And because of that, they walked out of there with a win, even though AD went off. Yesterday, we found out that the Cardinals fired offensive line coach and run game coordinator Sean Kugler while in Mexico this past week. And this morning, more details have emerged about the why. As ESPN's Josh Weinfuss is reporting that sources said Mexican authorities were told Kugler groped a woman and those authorities then contacted the Cardinals. The hits just keep on coming for this team. I mean, Wolf, you're a former player. Those players in the locker room, how are they able to get another piece of this news and go out and still play and not have it be a distraction? Uh, I I don't know how they did it. I really don't, Um, especially with somebody that is as prevalent as Sean Kugler. I mean, you were in the running back room, right, as a fullback? No, absolutely. And uh, he as the run game coordinator and the offensive line coach, I mean, honestly... um, Huge distraction. Just a huge game day distraction where suddenly you get word that he was let go, he was fired, and he was sent home. And you're in Mexico City. And you're getting ready to prepare to play maybe the best front seven in the National Football League and what the 49ers were offering up. And you went out there and played a game. Now listen, once again, no excuses. You're a grown man. Go out and do your job. But the distraction that was and the distractions 
that have happened to the Arizona Cardinals, man, I got empathy for the guys inside that locker room. I know no fan will, and that's okay because you wouldn't know what it's like inside that locker room. But I do, and because of that, I have real empathy for what they're going through. Yet at the same time, walk through it. Yeah, I would just add that the guys that ha- I mean, it feels like this has been a three-year season when you go all the way back to stuff happening as early as training camp off the field. If you're a guy on that team that has played through all this, like you said, it's not an excuse. But the off-the-field distractions that are self-inflicted, yes, but not self-inflicted by everybody on the team, the injuries that you can't really control, it has just been a brutal season for the guys in there that are actually sticking in there, not getting in trouble, and going all out every week. So, since we don't have a show tomorrow or Friday, we're going to get your thoughts. Wait a minute. Yes, well, today again. is a Wednesday, but it really is a Friday. Say that again, no? Yeah, doesn't what, what it sound good? We, we don't, don't have, have shows tomorrow, tomorrow or Friday. Friday. Yeah, we fire Wolf up for stuff. Okay. We, we, so, Wolf has now? had a one day work week. Yeah, so. well, I know. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, ASU. Uh, Mexico City was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, who wins the Territorial Cup battle on Friday, ASU or Arizona? <laughs> wow. Well, wow, that's going to be... This is, uh, all right, well, I'm obviously not going to pick against ASU, so I'll take ASU. Let's just get that out of the way. I'm gonna, if that's going to require X validate to probably score three touchdowns yeah. for ASU to win. Right. Din Tucson. Um, well, yeah. I'm going to say the U of A has the advantage, of course, because of their coaching situation right now. He's going to be there next year. and Jaden Delore is a good quarterback, too. Decent yeah, quarterback. not only that, ASU... Um, yeah. It's fine. This is one of those situations where I would rather be wrong than pick U of A. But I also don't... U of A is better than I think people anticipated this season, but they are not Georgia. Yeah, so, I mean, correct. we have seen we've seen a bigger talent discrepancy between these two teams in the past where the the team that is the underdog. Are you talking about talent discrepancy and you did do you say Georgia because of Oregon? Maybe oh subconsciously I looked okay, over and, so and thought that. Fifty two percent you know it's not good putting people down to make yourself feel better, Lou. But it works so fifty two percent say Arizona Wildcats, forty eight percent say ASU Sun Devils. And since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, guys, what is the best Thanksgiving side dish? <laughs> uh, okay, well, I mean, so I can't say cherry pie? <laughs> well, I know Wolf's going to go pumpkin pie, so you can go no, cherry. Of course not. Nobody <laughs> okay, I'm going to say cherry pie. pie disgusting oh, you missed yesterday. I think it was Julie. Julie called in the listeners only meeting. Yeah. And was and she had been on hold, I guess, so long that whatever she was cooking was like done. Hi, guys. I just want to wish a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. I got to run. I'm sorry. Thank I got a cherry pie in the oven. I got to get out. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know how we had the audio of that, but yes, she's in the uh, Wolf oh. and Luke Hall of Fame just simply because she was cooking a cherry pie for Thanksgiving. Yeah, she sat on pie. hold for seven minutes to yeah. wait to give her a cardinal steak, and then guess we took too long. She's and- all over that. Okay, what is the best side dish that you could possibly have on turkey? Okay, it's not the turkey, obviously. It's not a side dish, right? <laughs> That's a lot I'm of gonna go. Can I go corn with gravy and pepper all over it? Uh, can I... You can't. Not just corn, but corn with gravy and pepper, pepper all over it. I mean, I'm interested with the pepper all over it, I guess, but not oh, corn. Yeah. No. Wolf's like that corn kid, you know? <laughs> it's corn! Children <laughs> of the corn. 
right. You know what I'm talking about, Luke. Yes, I do. And, and I don't know what Wolf's it's talking TikTok, about. It's TikTok, Wolf. <laughs> Stephen King, children of no, the corn. No, I know that. I don't know what you're talking about making corn oh, your oh, side dish. Yeah. I, I mean, of all the What's side yours, dishes. What's yours, Luke? Go. I'm going to go with cherry pie. Don't cherry pie. I'll, just, I'll eat side dessert. side dish, that's yeah. dessert. I'll that's eat the dessert before the meal. I don't care. Who's going to stop me? There's people who will stop. A vegetable or a potato. A vegetable? Okay, well, mashed potatoes. I'll go mashed potatoes. Nothing wrong with that. The texture of mashed potatoes bothers me. Maloney, what's your pick? Honestly, I really do like stuffing, which is weird because most people don't like stuffing. Well, there's two different kinds of stuffings. Like, do you like the crunchier stuffing or like the mulchy, wet, like <laughs> what? nasty stuffing? Oh so the stuffing goodness. with like Italian sausage and it's like oh, crunchy, yes. so good, spicy, yes, please, but yes. no raisins. Oh, oh my no raisins. Goodness. You shouldn't have to say you that. Put raisins into stuffing. A lot of people. Believe it or not. Well, you should all not do that tomorrow. How dare you? All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. When we come back, who stood out the most in that Suns win over L.A. last night? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show. We'll get back into some basketball here. We're going to go football heavy towards the end. Max uh, Starks is going to join us. We're also going to talk to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. The Coyotes get set to take on Carolina tonight. Yes. And uh, Kyla Murray is expected to speak today at Cardinals practice. So we'll, uh, we'll get you anything he has to say of importance in the show as well. But, Wolf, let's get back into Suns here. Because, like I said, this might be our last chance to really get into them during the, uh, the show here today. It was a nice win last night. They have won two in a row now. They're up to 11-6. and six. Yes, in the month of November, they are, what, now 5-5? Five and five? It, It's not like anything special. 6-5 and five now because they won uh, on November 1st. So 6-5 and five in the month of November. But um, anytime you beat the Lakers, feels a little bit better. Mikel Bridges, in particular, really stepped up in that game last night. And I had the stat earlier in the show. This is now 14 straight games that when Mikel Bridges hits 20 points or more, the Suns have won all 14. Yeah. When he scores, they win. Yeah, and he was he was so good last night. Oh, my goodness. You go back and you watch that game. Watch it on tape, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, DVR it. If, in fact, you did, you'll be able to run that thing back. And you watch Mikel Bridges with the eye of saying, who was the best Phoenix Sun on the floor last night? To me, it was there was no doubt. It was Mikel Bridges. He was the best player on the floor last night on both ends of the floor for the Phoenix Suns. How many times he was involved in somehow, some way, the Lakers not getting a shot off, playing some defense, doing a great job, a tip ball, deflected pass. He was all over it on both ends. And then, of course, what, five of seven from beyond the arc? That helps, too. Just did a great job shooting the ball putting the ball on the floor, pull-up jumpers across the paint, as we have seen him do so many times before. He played an incredible game on both ends. He was the best player for the Phoenix Hawks. It's funny you say that. If you DVR'd it or whatever, go ahead and rewatch it, because a lot of times I'll do that. We're like, you know, yeah. like the, the Cardinals game the other night, or like the game, even the Suns game last night. Like A lot of times I'll watch the game initially with people, but then for the purposes of the show at like, 12:30 at night I'll go back and either rewatch the whole thing or rewatch you know a, a good chunk of it. I let me just say rewatching the Suns game or a good chunk of the Suns game last night 
a lot more enjoyable than rewatching that Cardinals game on Monday night because when you're rewatching it, you know what happened, right? Yes. <laughs> like the yes. second half of them, they hit fast forward a lot in that uh, in that Cardinals game on Monday night. But you're right. I mean, Mikel Bridges was he was he was everywhere. He was Mikel Bridges is a guy playing up to his potential. When you got him in the draft with the tenth overall pick, you made that trade with Philly. I'm sure they would love to have that trade back. Um, everything you hoped he would be, he's. He's become that player. He yeah. really has. It doesn't score like he did last night all the time, but when he does, they win all the time. Yeah, no, and one of the things I loved as well, too, it was right from the get-go, Mikal Bridges was one of the reasons why the Suns got off to an early lead in the first quarter. 26-22, I believe, was the score at the end of that quarter, and even in the first half overall, even though the Lakers took the lead by, I think it was 55-53 or yep. 50, okay, yeah, well, that was it. Right yeah, that was it. Wow. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? I still got it. It's still there. Okay. See the wedge buster um, who remembers every <laughs> random number ever. Just throwing it Step out right there. Step right up. That's See the wedge buster that used his head but still remembers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Mel. But again, um, he was 6 of 10 from the floor in that first half and shot 4 of 5 from beyond the arc. Mikel Bridges came out and made a statement in the first half of that game. And early on, man, he was the Phoenix Suns and their offense. Yeah, no, and he, and he has shown an ability to do this a few times now with no Cam Johnson. And I, I don't know where you're at with this, Wolf, but for me, I find myself not even expecting Chris Paul to play in these games. Not not that you're asking Mikel Bridges to make up for what Chris Paul does, but you know, Chris Paul's not out there. Everybody's offense tends to suffer a little bit, or at least it's something you got to be aware of. But uh, but yeah, Mikel is. You know, you you said earlier you're mad at yourself for not saying he should be the guy to step up right. with Cam Johnson out. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, by the way, we're. And we're like three weeks into that already. Like Cam could be back in Cam. one to five weeks, couldn't he? Yeah. Cam. Oh, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds, Maloney. Um, so anyway, Mikel Bridges has been good, was my point. Yeah, you Cam. <laughs> That's enough, please. Oh, Cam. We don't need it. <laughs> yes, on a Wednesday, Friday. Cam. We do need it. You just got to say it when you hear it, though, do you not? Um, look, uh, there were there were some bad things that happened in this game. See DeAndre Ayton getting jacked in the back by Patrick Beverly. Um, but Macau Bridges, that was still my biggest takeaway, was Macau Bridges and just how well he played, man. He was all over the floor. And these, I'm sure, are the kind of games that the Phoenix Suns thought of when they were extending him. Thought of games like For a this. discount, by the way. Yeah, for they a discount. absolutely still, got him for a discount. Still. Um, I'm glad for Mikel. He's making a lot of money. I'm man. glad for Mikel, too, because Mikel, A, is making a lot of money, and B, does not seem caught up at all in the fact that, that had he... making a lot of money. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> and also that he probably could have made a lot more money had he waited, because he, he is so valuable to this team. Like, if you were... If you're drafting players for the Suns, man, okay, and, and it can only book, be guys of off course, the current roster, it. huh? Book, of yes. Course. Well, book would be one. Yes, who would be second? Yeah, oh boy, it'd, be, it'd probably be Bridges, man, wouldn't it? Man. Like you're going forward, you're Come saying on. you're building this team, okay? But you can only draft players that are already on the team, so it's kind of a flawed system. But Booker would be your first pick, and Mikel Bridges, I think, would be I think your we, second. I think he would. 
He's not better I mean, than Chris honestly, Paul. I, but I know he would. Yeah. I think I got to think most Suns fans would agree with me on that. Even if you like Aiton, even if you know, I mean, you, you can like Aiton and take him third, but I don't think you can lose Mikael Bridges. I yes. really don't think you can. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, right now, what if Cam Johnson were out there playing as well? Would it still be Mikael? Yes. It yeah. would. It'd be Mikael. Oh, yeah. That, I, I like Cam. Yeah, no, Cam, I, I love he's Cam not a lot. Please don't play it. I love Cam <laughs> a lot, but Mikel is, he is their second best player. He's definitely their second most valuable piece going forward. Now, the Chris Paul thing is is interesting because I'm not joking. I, I don't, these games start and I don't even, I don't even like double check. Like, oh, did they, is, you know, is he playing? And I, I just assume he's not playing. But it is just Right heel soreness. <laughs> so I'm assuming he's he's coming back here at some point, right? They've been fine. They've been fine without him. And it is early in the season, so I think you're you're handling it the right way if you're the Suns. But um yeah, nice to get the win over the Lakers. That is now eight straight. It is eleven straight counting the preseason. Here's Devin Booker after the game. Oh that's a good question. I just think, you know, that's how the cards have fell. Um I didn't even know it was eleven times, but and let's keep it up. Do you see them on the schedule and know that there's a good chance it can develop into something like this? Or is there an extra mindset that comes with facing a team like this where emotions tend to come up? I'm just out there trying to win. Um, and I know we're going to have a good chance going into the game. Now, the other thing with this, the Lakers attempted 30 more free throws than the Suns last 30. night. 30. 30. Okay, this, now, you know, AD, of course, gets fouled all the time. Okay. I've never seen a guy get so many calls he, he, as Anthony Davis he, does. He, he does. And he, it's hits, he hits his free throws, too, it, for a big man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah you, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what's really bothering me. The fact that I was doing the Noonan miss. Noonan. Noonan. Um, it worked. It was a Kevin Harlan calling the game last night when he was like, Anthony Davis is perfect from the line. Yeah, Brick. bank. <laughs> <laughs> right off the rim. You know what, honestly, done that earlier. It was, it's maddening to see that. It's maddening to see him get so many calls. He gets more calls than any other big guy in the league, in my opinion. And then it's doubly maddening to see him drain the free throws. Yes, yeah, it is. Knock it off. <laughs> but at the 30 free throw differential, again, this is the second time in a week and a half. How does the league not look at, at any game where one team has shot 30 more free throws? Than the other team. This is not, oh, you know, the Lakers, they shot 28 and the Suns only got 20. So the league's out to get the Suns. No, they shot 35 and the Suns shot five. Yeah. There should at least be an explanation. This was without LeBron. (laughs) That's true. You think LeBron gets some calls? (laughs) It would have been 50 to five. my goodness. They would have taken a couple uh, Suns free throws away in that case, too. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, how important is it for Kyler Murray to get back on the field and developing, regardless of what the Cardinals do the rest of the season? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back here on a Wednesday afternoon. I don't even know that we'll have time to really get into this, Wolf, but I'll just I'll put it out there for people driving around. There is a story up on ESPN, Jeremy Fowler, Dan Graziano, talking about, it's talking about Sean Payton, and they say that, uh, that he is sort of lurking and showing interest potentially in... Uh, 
the Chargers or Cardinals job. So there you go. Two jobs that aren't open. Yeah. <laughs> Two teams that are playing each other this Sunday, yeah. though. And that is out there. Uh, all right. The conversation around Kyler Murray is really the conversation around this team going forward now for the rest of this season. As you pointed out, they're not out of the playoffs. I just don't think there's any point of talking about the playoffs unless they want to win four in a row. Then there's a conversation. Uh, but to me, the bigger thing is... How quickly can you get Kyler Murray back on the field? I'm not saying do it recklessly, but how quickly can you get him back out there on the field and how quickly can you evolve him? Now, here's the Steve Young cut from the uh, ESPN Monday Night Countdown, the pregame show on Monday night. Again, a game Kyler wasn't even playing, and everybody knew that going into the uh, the contest with the 49ers on on, on Monday in, in Mexico City. Here's Steve Young. Kyler Murray, his whole life, has had the answers to every athletic test that he's ever taken. And he's gotten eight pluses through grade school, middle school, high school, college, and then even early here as a pro. But the NFL will have its referendum, and I think it's happening now for Kyler. He now needs to be, look, he is whip smart, and he, is, he knows everything. But there is a part of playing great quarterback that is going back to school. Yeah. And that's what Patrick Mahomes has done. That's what Josh Allen is vulnerable. That's what Dak Prescott talked about doing. I'm going to go back to school. And I- there it is right there, honestly. What he just said, going back to school, and he named names. Patrick Mahomes, Big names. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, right? Going back to school, not thinking, you know it all, man. It is the key right there for Kyler Murray because, once again, I think you have six games. You have six games left. What do I want to see? I want to see Kyler Murray but not only play. That That's one story. That's one part of it. Yeah, of course I want to see him play. Win, lose, or draw, go out there. You got to go through the stink like everybody else. You got to fight through it like everybody else. But that's not, that's not my biggest concern. My biggest concern is that Kyler Murray gets back out on the field and plays well. And this offense looks like the, the offense that we saw at one point last season. As frustrated as everybody has been, and really, the more I think about it, it even goes back into the last offseason with all the Eric Burkhart stuff. Like, Cardinals fans have been through it over the last 10 months, let's say, ever since that Rams playoff game. I think we could all agree Kyler Murray was really good as a rookie. Yeah. Got better in year two. Yep. Got better in year three. Yes. He hasn't gotten better this year. Now, I'm not saying there's not certain elements. You know, maybe he's better in the locker. Maybe he's I a better. I would agree with that assessment. But but on the field, he hasn't gotten better. I would say, if anything, if you said, has he taken a step forward or back? If that was the Arizona sports poll question, forward or back, you'd have to say back. I would just say he's kind of where he is. Um, that, I 100% agree with you, is the most important thing is getting him better because if you go up and down this roster and up and down the coaching staff and everything and you had to sit there and select, okay, which guys do we know are going to be here next year and the year after and the year after? It's Kyler Murray and there's probably a couple other guys. Yeah, getting him better, man. Getting him better in an offense that is evolving. Getting him better in that. Go back to school. That's what Steve Young is talking about. Go back and relearn the NFL game. When you heard him say, the NFL has got a referendum. And I think this is it. And it is. It's saying, we figured you out. These are, just think of how many millions, once again, I was talking about this yesterday. How many millions and, dare I say, billions of dollars that are at stake for NFL teams that win games. How important it is. 
Oh, my goodness. So news on that front, um, our own Tyler Drake, who covers the Cardinals for ArizonaSports.com, just tweeted out because Kyler's talking to the media right now. Um, Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray feels like he'll be out there this week against the Chargers. Boy, that okay, that's great. That's a great start. Right well, now. and I have the cliff cut that Maloney somehow already turned around too. Here's Cliff from a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll run test him, and he, he looked good today. So I'm, I'm feeling good about the chances. I think uh, if we didn't let him, we may have a fist fight in my office at this point. So um, I feel like he's definitely training in the right direction. We do not need any fist fights in the office. Okay, <laughs> some quiet. Yeah. Weeks, exactly. quiet weekdays, and then actual, uh, yeah, just try and get as much of the team as you can out there on Sundays. Okay, so that is great, all right? Um, yeah, you'd love to see Kyler Murray finish this season strong, playing every game, six games. Yeah, I'd love that. But I want to see him play well and this offense start to grow, especially if, in fact, Hollywood Brown is, is it a possibility that Hollywood Brown could possibly be playing at some point in time. We asked Cliff that yesterday. He he, he said he's progressing. Progressing, exactly. No, Cliff is so good at that. <laughs> uh, you know, he made great progress um, last week, so I'm hopeful this week that we can get something out of him, but we'll see how he feels Friday. We're going to walk through tomorrow um, and Thursday, really, and then have a full speed Friday. So we'll see how he feels Friday and go from there. I would say this. I want to see Hollywood out there. I want to yeah. see the Hollywood and DeAndre Hopkins combination. That's. Yes. I just want to see that. We haven't seen, for one play all season, we haven't seen it, but it's not as urgent to me now that Hollywood gets out there as it is that Kyler's out there. Yeah, because no. Hollywood, I feel like I know what he is. He'll, he'll get a little bit better, I'm sure, but Kyler's the one where it's like, let's get this guy going in the right direction again. No, you're right about that, and it's so important. When you pay a guy $230 million base in earnings, and he has the kind of season that Kyler has had, um, you want him to finish not only the season and finish strong, but you want your offense to look like it is going in a certain direction, whether you make the playoffs or not, whether you're in the postseason or not, which is a ridiculous notion at this point in time until you start winning games and stacking wins. It is. But this is about the offseason. This is right now about the offseason and where the offense is headed. Because imagine if, in fact, your offense finishes based on what we've seen so far. No, you wouldn't feel good about next year at all. Oh, my goodness. How could you? How could you go into the offseason and say anything with certitude or confidence about this offense? You couldn't. I also think there's an element here to... You need to show that you can finish a season strong. That is still out there, and that has been the exact opposite of what you've done the last couple of years. Now, to your point, your best chance to do that is having Kyler Murray out there and getting better anyway. Yeah. These are not two different yes. paths. Do you want to win, or do you want Kyler Murray to play well? Chances are they go hand-in-hand, hand, right? You're only going to be able to do so much for... The perception and the feeling if, okay, you got six games left. Hey, we went four and two. We missed the playoffs by a few games, but at least we were better in the second half. You can only do so much. But you make a good point. Uh, if the season actually ended, like the playoffs were starting today and the and the, the Cardinals weren't in it and, and Kyler hadn't played, what are you holding on to going into next season? You don't have anything. At point, you'd be like, yeah, they took a big step back and then the season ended. Yeah. So there's still a lot here in these next six games. No, there really is. And once again, um, it's it's not mutually exclusive. But if you told me you could only pick one where, you know what, Kyler Murray, of course, is going to play well over the next six games, 
and you're going to win and lose some games, but he's going to play well and the offense looks good. Or Kyler Murray's not going to play well, and yet you win games and you get into the playoffs. <laughs> Man, I'll take the I'll take the option where Kyler Murray is actually looking like your franchise quarterback because your stock with $230 million. And I don't mean to make that sound like that's not a good thing. You've got to be able to evaluate what you have. They had to pay him. Yeah. They had to. And you want to feel good about that going into the offseason above all else. Anything you feel like you have to do, even if it's something you would have wanted to do, the second you feel like you have to do it, your perception of it changes a little bit. Yes. That's just, that's, that's reality. So yeah, you're right. You'd like to feel better about that going into the off season. And you'd also, you need to be able to evaluate what you have this off season. And right now nobody's playing. Uh, do you know a high school student with great character deserving of $10,000 scholarship? We want to hear about them and how they make an impact in our community. So text character to 620-620 and share their story. That's character to 620-620 when we come back. More details have emerged as to why Sean Kugler is no longer a member of the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to react to all that with Max Starks, who will join us for Maximum Football next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Football. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. All right, it is a Wednesday. Max Starks is uh, be walking in here shortly for some maximum football. Wolf, it's already almost 1 o'clock. What happened to today? Yeah, how about that, man? It just flew by, did it not? Well, it's a Wednesday that is a Friday. This week has, has flown by. Maybe not for you since you were literally flying all over the continent <laughs> earlier this week. But uh, uh, here's some stuff. Kyle Allen's going to start for the Texans this week, and Zach Wilson is uh, not going to start for the Jets this week. Yeah, so how about that go. right there? It's over. Is that what you're saying? It's well, over I'm, in New is, York this is what Zach I'm saying. Wilson? It's over? I'm, I'm going to say maybe don't take a guy number two overall based on one throw he made and approach. It was a good throw, though. It was a good throw. It was a good throw, Luke. He hasn't made many of those since. Wow. So, uh, yeah, the Jets, who have actually drafted a really good team around him, are going with Mike White this week against the Chicago Bears. Max Starks is here. Max, what's what's going on? Oh, I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing awesome. (laughs) Everything's fine. Did you pedal a unicycle over here? Why are you so winded? (laughs) No, I just fought a couple clowns on the way in. Uh, Well, yeah, we put those out there for security. (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, all right max um how's 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 life how are you excited for thanksgiving this weekend you know what i'm really excited um i got my family coming in town so nice we'll have a a fun time tomorrow but more importantly we get football uh my kids have been home all week so (laughs) it's been been fun and my daughters are still texting me right now even though i'm on air see that's a good sign yeah exactly They, they miss me they wanted to come here, and I was like, girls, just relax. Just just enjoy being at home. Enjoy each other. And then they're, like, killing themselves right before I'm about to leave. So well, that's them teaching you a lesson. Well, so, them calling at least lets me know that they're still alive. That's true. Proof of life on the <laughs> you phone. Know, you know it would not be a beautiful part of the program with Max if, in fact, we did not ask you, what's your favorite side dish for Turkey Day? What is it? 
Okay. Mac and cheese. Ma- oh, Ooh, that's a, that's a little outside the box I gotta right be there. Honest. It, it, but it, it, it's a Southern thing. I mean, Southern, most Southern Thanksgivings, like, especially where I come from, mac and cheese. And if you don't do the mac and cheese right, <laughs> you get out. You will hear it. <laughs> you will hear it from family members. I love that. From the random people that would come by the house, friends of the family that already went to three other Thanksgivings, but they feel like they need to come get a to-go plate from your house. <laughs> okay. They'll let you know. They'll so let you know. I mean, you have the mashed potatoes and everything, too. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we have ma- No, yeah. listen, Quincy, my youngest, yeah. this is not Thanksgiving if we don't see mashed potatoes. Okay, like, that is her favorite thing. She loves mom's mashed potatoes. And my wife does an awesome gravy. So, I mean, that's there. You know, we've got green bean casserole. We've got, right. I mean, uh, a beautiful smoked turkey. You know, I- I'm still trying to learn how to fry turkey because I love deep fried turkey. Right. But Just be careful. Yeah, you, you always thaw it out all the way. Exactly. Thaw it all the way yes. before you throw it in hot, okay. hot oil. There you go. Um, but, I mean, you know, there's so many pota- sweet potato souffle. Mm. Oh. Sounds awful. Yeah, sounds exactly. better than green sounds bean awful. casserole. Oh, that sounds awful. Sweet potato. Yummy. Come on, that's kind of like squash. That could, I think that no, it's not. It, it is sweet. It's tasty squash. Oh, no. no. It's kind of no. like pumpkin. Yeah, well, which I don't do. That's why I do sweet potato pie. And <laughs> right? Pumpkin now pie. You're speaking our language. Yeah, exactly. I got. I, I yeah. liked Max's answer for the best side and Maloney's. Like Maloney, the Maloney's apparently do stuffing the right way because I had never even Ooh. heard of it described that way. And then Max with the mac and cheese, and then Wolf had like corn or something. You said corn. Wait, what'd you say? What do you have? Corn man with gravy over it, and then just douse it in pepper. It is so good. Man. That is such a why? buffalo what? thing to do. <laughs> why? Corn yeah. is beautiful, man. By the way, your brother said mashed potatoes and gravy, just, just to let you know. We had okay. it on our show earlier. Well, yeah, but he, Wait, he's okay with the topic? texture of mashed potatoes. I'm not. Yeah, well, I mean, is that he said the stuffing as well was another big one. Are you right. are you are you off on the uh, on the no, stuffing texture as well? No, no, just it's turkey and it's corn. <laughs> all right, just turkey and corn. So, tur- so for, first of all, the food that you give the turkey to feed it and fatten <laughs> yeah. it up, and then you want to go then ingest that <laughs> yourself. Ingesting that one, I don't want to hear about you and your awesome. <laughs> Wait, are we we're, we're all anti pumpkin pie here though? Before I get into a real yes. topic, yes, all right, oh, it's just all right. Yeah, no, no, sweet potato pie or pecan yes, pie are the only know. two pecan pies pie, you should yes. have. Well, cherry pie or pecan pie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. well, I mean, peach cobbler for yes. me because no. I'm from well, the south. There's nothing so, wrong yeah. with that. Nothing wrong with you that. You put just the pumpkin. pumpkin pie out, man. Even the wild pigs won't come up and eat it. <laughs> yeah. It just sits. Same with the corn. Um, all right, Max, I want to get your thoughts on this, obviously. A tough story for, I guess, everybody involved. Did we get the news after the show yesterday that Sean Coogler is not with the Cardinals anymore? It's like, okay, that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he was a big part of the team, the whole Mexico City trip. And you get the report today on ESPN that they let him go for uh, groping a woman in Mexico City, allegedly. So... Just your initial reaction when you heard that. Um, shock would be an understatement. <laughs> um, you know, like the whole situation was kind of one of those that just, it just knocks the air out of you. Yes. Um, especially when, you know, he's he was my coach um, when I was in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I thought, I thought of him very highly. Uh, and... You know, and obviously coming out here, getting this job, just the joy and everything that he had with this, um, it was it was tough. It was tough to hear. And then, of course, you read the report, like you said, um, and you find out a little bit more detail um, about it. And it's just sad because, I mean, you know, let, let's just face it. That's 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 the scarlet letter. He, he's he's done. I thought when they I thought when they relieved him of duty, that initial one that came out yesterday, I was like, oh. 
there'll be an opportunity to resign and resolve this and figure it out, but no, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. Th- this is it. You know, call call it the uh, the end to a career. Um, not the smartest decision um, by any respects, and I'm sure he would echo those. But you can't have that. Can't have that yep. type of behavior, especially when you wear the shield, and especially when you're representing it internationally. You can't have anything that remotely looks like anything that's wrong. You know, and I agree with everything you said right there. Yet at the same time, uh, all I think of are the guys inside that locker room, and especially inside the offensive line room. Um, what a shock. Um, I'm sure what a shock it had to be where, especially on game day. I, I don't know if you've ever been around a situation like that. Um, I never have. Not for a where, coach. Where a guy was going, right, for a coach, a player, I've been around that. Yeah. But for a coach to be let go and fired and sent home, um, you knew it was bad. No, absolutely. And like you said, Wolf, I mean, for the players, I mean, that's that's the one. Because, you know, as a player, when you have a coach, like when we come from high school to college, right, the parents are giving their children over to these coaches as those pseudo custodial type of male figures in their life. Yes. When you get to the pros, you kind of still carry that where this is more not necessarily like a mom dad role model type, but it's like the favorite uncle. He's your it, coach. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 a part of your family, and so for this to happen, especially under the circumstances, you're getting ready to come to the game. You're looking for your offensive line coach. He's not there, and you're just you're left at odds. You're just you're left what kind wondering. Of distraction is that? Oh, you're completely clouded. I mean, there, there's nothing to say because when you come to the sidelines, I mean, yes, your assistant offensive line coach is there, yes. but it's it's a different voice. You know, just like if when a new quarterback comes in, right, and he's giving you the hard count. Yep. You're used to the starting quarterback's hard count, not the backup quarterback's hard count. So the same thing is when you get adjustments on the sideline, it's. You don't disregard the message, but the messenger that's delivering it, it has a different pitch and tone. And then it makes you think about the fact that my offensive line coach is not here. And at that time, they don't know the circumstances. They just know that he's been relieved of duty and sent back home. So now you're left wondering, well, what happened? What was it? And that clouds your mind, as well as trying to stop Nick Bosa on a pass rush. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Play after play. that front seven, too. Yeah. I mean, mean, just to go against those guys, that, that had to have been a huge hurdle that you can't you can't necessarily jump over that obstacle. I cannot imagine how much of this team right now or how much responsibility additional to what they should have that James Conner and Kelvin Beecham in particular have with all the injuries and now the coaching stuff and it's just like these guys in addition to playing and like you said blocking an offensive line that has Nick Bosa if in Kelvin Beecham's case you're basically running the show in a lot of ways. Uh, all right, we come back. What are the Cardinals facing when Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers come to town on Sunday? Max Starks will stick around. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.